Hello everyone. What a blessing it is to be here with you today in our Kingdom Bible Study Hour. I'm Sister Lara. Thanks for uh, taking time to join us today. What a blessing it is to be out on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, today we just thank you and praise you for all that you're doing in the heart of your people. And as we come together today, Father, we ask that everything that we say and everything that we do will be for your glory. And Father, we carry in our hearts one another. And we ask today, Father, that as we open your word, that you will lead us, you will guide us together, Father, in your word. Bless this time with your joy and bless this time with your peace. We give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. And they all said, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we'd like to take time again to welcome everybody. Amen. It's good to be out today. Welcome, Salome. It's good to see you. We just had opening prayer. It's so good. Um, to finally be here on Sunday. Amen. Um, we have a, a couple announcements as we start uh, for today. Amen. And um, as we do, I want to uh, share some announcements that I think that are important that will be a blessing to you. The first thing I'd like to say is that I will be posting certain days on my wall that you can go over to Amazon and Kindle and you can download books for free. So if you have an Amazon Kindle book I will be sending you links from my author's wall where you can get books free. And I think that, hey Val, good to see you. We just opened in prayer. And um, again, I wanted to let everyone know that I will have certain days um, where and I'll be doing this for now on where I will be posting links on my wall where you can go into Amazon Kindle and you can download my books for free I think it'll be a blessing to you simply because I like to write so much I will be sending you over hey Chantel I will be sending links to the Amazon uh, Kindle store 
where you can download books. So that is a great announcement. Be looking for that. Amen. Again, uh, Kingdom Bible Study Hour. Um, we're going to get into the lane of what I do best on Sundays, and that's just have Bible studies. I love Sundays live with worship and singing, but until we get somebody who can lead in that, um, and I'm praying about that, then we will bring them in. But for now, our Sunday agenda has changed to Kingdom Bible Study Hour, and I will be holding it on my personal wall here for a while until the Lord leads me third announcement is is if you're in the beyond the veil teaching group please be reminded to write your visions over uh, um, at your desk as I will be distributing visions and interpretation lists this week we've had some important visions come in and I'm going to be putting two three in one particular list. I think we're on dream and vision list number 17 and the ones that we've had so far are very important and I want to make sure that I be continue to distribute what God is saying and doing. Um, as far as prayer goes, please remember to pray for Susan C. Val had posted it over there today um, that her son was tested positive for the virus. We have already begun to pray about that. and He's going into foot surgery and it is uh, over in the uh, Windows group. Hey Michael, good to see you. Very good to see you. Amen. Wow. It's nice to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you. Amen. So please remember Susan. Pray your mom is doing well. Hey Jean, God bless you and welcome as we're just finishing up announcements. Um, also please remember to pray for Wendy S. She just had her op surgery on Friday and we are expecting a good report. I pray that you have enjoyed uh, our little um, Microsoft Word uh, to-do list as I am using a new program. I believe it will help us have better interaction um, as far as uh, what we do and how we do it to communicate with one another. So today we will, I changed the subject. This is one of the books that I am going to have free and I wrote it at 3 o'clock this morning, 3.30 this morning and in this um, in this book I share how to keep familiar spirits out of visions 
out of what we hear, out of what we speak. And this book here, I will be giving away free sometime this week. I'm waiting on Kindle for it right now to be published. It takes about 72 hours. And I will have a link on my wall that you can go into the Amazon Kindle store and you can download it for free. And if you don't have an account, then I will um, email you a PDF copy. So just let me know um, what is best for you. But this is a revelation that I received during my Sears Hour uh, devotion yesterday while I was ministering an angel of the Lord's presence was here standing and as I was ministering um, I received revelation um, in the seer's hour of prayer so today we want to talk about how to keep familiar spirits out of visions how to keep familiar spirits from obstructing what we hear how to keep from uh, familiar spirits out of the pathway of what we speak and I think this is a very important message for the body of Christ so uh, we have already opened in prayer so if you have a pen and paper I encourage you to take notes. Notice on the side there it says no demons allowed. <laughs> Amen. I love the humor of the Holy Spirit. So let's go ahead and let's get started. The books that I write, the books that I give away free, they're all um, copywritten under copyright law um, because this is a video you'd be surprised what people will try to do with them of course not anyone here um, but um, it's amazing so no part um, of this can be transmitted in any form it is copywritten under um, the voice of God's Rest Bookstore, um, which is new. I've got a lot of books in there that I'm going to be giving away free, and it's registered at Kindle Amazon for copyright purposes only. I would rather give them away free. My scripture reflection that I put in every book, it comes from the book of Matthew 10, 27 and it says this is the chapter where Jesus was sending out the disciples and he said to his disciples what I tell you in secret say to the light and that which is whispered in your ear proclaim upon the rooftops this is something that God spoke to me that whole chapter when he ordained me to preach in heaven in February of 1989. So I put that in the book um, in everything that I write and do. And here is a 
table of contents. We're not going to be going through page one like I'm doing in the Sears devotion um, all the way through the book, but there are sections today that I'm going to be talking about that maybe you haven't heard about. I'm just going to be sharing the revelations today of this book, but the table of contents is really great. It's strategically put together. Uh, I know it'll bless you and um, we're going to jump right in to uh, an area of the book that I think that you'll like for today. For every book I like to give away something free. Um, I give a link when it goes into Amazon Kindle where people can go and they can get a capture of the video that I that I spoke. It was an hour and a half long where I received this revelation and that is in here as well. So we're always interlinking. Uh, I created this design um, of my video. Uh, for this book and I think it's a great presentation. Um, we're going to jump right into some important parts. You can study and read the others on your own. But we're going to start um, how to keep familiar spirits out of visions let me back up here. Out of what you hear and what you speak by starting on this section. Jesus is the mediator and priest to every vision. That's where we're going to start. In the Foundations group, we learned that Jesus is the door. We are positioned in Him, in His death and resurrection, through grace, for salvation. And it's there that the Father came through and He joined Himself with us as one. You've heard me say it a million times. Well, close to it. And in that place, he joined us to rest in righteousness. And there, when we begin to receive vision, dreams, prophecy, the Father sows light, which is righteousness. And the Holy Spirit takes that light and He reveals it in the face of Jesus. Well, in the same way, we're going to start out with this scripture today, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20. It says that the forerunner for us, Jesus, was made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And as we continue to learn about 
the purity of visions, the purity of dreams, the purity of prophecy in order to keep familiar spirits out. We have to understand that Jesus is our mediator. And what that means is it says that he's a forerunner. Now what does he have to do with visions? What does he have to do with dreams? What does he have to do with prophecy? Watch this. Remember I said that the Father takes from Jesus to reveal to us by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus sees first every vision you're about to receive. He's the forerunner. Jesus receives every dream you're about to receive, every promise you're about to receive, because He sees what the Father is going to do in your life first. Now you really got to get a hold of this because this is what keeps visions pure. This is what keeps familiar spirits out because when you understand the importance of rest and righteousness whatever Jesus sees the Father do in secret for you this word forerunner means to prepare a place for you to receive Jesus prepares what the Father is about to reveal to you first. He's the forerunner. And this word forerunner also means that he is a lightly armed scout. Now, a scout that is armed clears the path how to keep familiar spirits out. As we remain in that place of rest, we're going to be receiving more from the Father. And we're going to be resting more in the works of Jesus. Because what he sees the Father take of him to give to you by the Spirit, he not only prepares a place for you to receive, but he fights off the work of the enemy in that place that you're going to receive what the Father has for you. Isn't that good? I love that. That's why when God gives a vision, that's when God gives a dream, that's when God reveals a promise, and you can say, surely God is in this place. Because Jesus is the forerunner, 
And because of that, whatever you receive, what is good, what is pure, what is true, what is holy, what is just, what is a fool of, what is a good report, Jesus saw the Father take it from him to give to you. Now, friends, this is just the beginning. I skipped a lot of revelation written in this booklet, which you can have free, just to start here. And the journey that I'm about ready to take you on is a journey that the Father took from Jesus for you to receive. So a forerunner is very important. And you know what? Jesus gets excited. We're going to see it here in a little bit. When he sees what the Father is doing in your life, because everything the Father is doing in your life shows Jesus how the kingdom is expanding in the earth. Let me say that again. Jesus gets excited about what God is doing in your life. When you're resting, when you acknowledge in your heart that you've been joined with God, you've been joined with the Holy Spirit, you've been joined with Jesus as one, even in their finished works. Remember I shared last week, the kingdom of God is within you, and I shared how the word God is interpreted as three realms of who He is, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It represents their realms in which they do their work, where their work has been accomplished, and how the disciple operates in that realm. But here, Jesus gets excited because He sees how it's expanding in the earth. And when he gets to the point where he sees the fullness of God in the earth and the knowledge of the glory of who he is covering the earth, he knows his coming is soon. And that's why we've heard so many testimonies. Jesus is coming much sooner than we think because God is very busy with people who operate in that place of rest. How to keep familiar spirits out. Understand that Jesus is the mediator. He's the forerunner and the high priest. And we haven't looked at that. But how do we keep familiar spirits out? By operating out of that place of rest. Then we have a pure word of prophecy. 
we don't have to shift to an open heaven because we are already connected in the place that God has commanded a blessing to multiply, to replenish, to subdue. Hebrews 6.20, Jesus is the forerunner, but he's also the mediator. Watch this. What he sees the Father prepare to, to give you, he's praying over. Amen, Salome. What he sees the Father prepare to give you, he's creating. Because just as God said, let there be light, and there was light, the Holy Spirit began to hover over that light, but it was Jesus who made in that light everything appear that God spoke. The Holy Spirit just helped prepare the way to reveal it. Remember I said, the kingdom, welcome Elizabeth, the kingdom, Luke says that it's the kingdom of God. It's the operation of the realms of the Godhead, the boundaries, the measuring line of their unlimited works of rest, unlimited works of everything that they accomplished and it's there for us to take from. But Jesus is not only our forerunner, he's our mediator and that means that he's praying, he's watching over, he's confessing or he is creating for you to receive what the Father desires to give you from secret from the foundations of the world for you to begin to receive in open. He was made a high priest. Now that word made is very profound and how he entered into that place. The word enter is very profound. I taught 16-week course on that, believe it or not, at one time at Online School of Prayer. It's very powerful, just this one verse. But for now, how do we keep familiar spirits out of what we receive? How do we keep familiar spirits out from what we hear? Because they're pretty tricky. They'll give you a little bit of truth in order to lead you into greater darkness, but uh -uh, not so for those who are built on the foundation of rest and righteousness, and not so for those that know what the Father and how the Father is doing, what the Son is doing, and how He prepares for you to receive, uh-uh, not for those who understands what the Holy Spirit does. All three are working on your behalf to continue to remain in peace and joy. Remember I said last week the kingdom of heaven is 
righteousness and rest, peace and joy. And I shared how those three keys are realms to the kingdom to unlock. Righteousness and rest is the throne. Peace is the footstool. I taught about that and how joy is the key that unlocks the work of the Holy Spirit in you on earth. So we have heaven. We have the footstool of the throne we have on earth those three realms are opened by the three keys to the kingdom jesus is the mediator now when you get a chance take a look like i said i will be putting this link up um soon at Amazon for you to go over and download it free as soon as it's published I will do that and if you don't have a, a Kindle Amazon then I will send you a copy in PDF but one scripture um, that we continue to take a look at you can read this whole chapter on your own because there's a lot there that I wrote about but when you're connected in peace and joy Genesis 1:28, that's where God commands the blessing for you to be fruitful in visions, fruitful in dreams, fruitful to replenish, fruitful to subdue, fruitful to receive on earth or where you are. Because the Father is at work, Jesus is at work as forerunner and high priest for you to receive as you rest. Now that has been uh, the, the, the question on how to receive is probably one of the hardest things for the body of Christ. You hear sayings such as push until something happens. You hear sayings you got to prophesy and not let go of the horn and altars. But from rest, you walk in a place where you're a carrier of the throne. Your feet are shod in the realms of God where everything in the earth, everywhere you go, is your footstool. And everything you possess has already been prepared for you to receive. It's part of the inheritance of Jesus for you to receive everything that he has for you. Now, this next section that I want to take you into I want to skip 
and I want to really begin to talk about this. How to keep familiar spirits out of what you receive, out of what you hear. How to keep familiar spirits away from your words. A lot of times we speak and boom, the enemy comes. Or a lot of times we receive and boom, the enemy comes at the last minute and snatches it and takes it away from us. Those are familiar spirits. Because we're not operating in that place of rest, we're not joined because we don't understand the fullness of how the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit does for us to receive, to walk in that place of rest, it happens. But I want to show you something that I know I can honestly say that's a fresh revelation from God. The Word of God says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, Beloved, believe not every spirit. I agree, Salome. But test the spirits to see if they're from God or not. Now remember, God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. A kingdom disciple operates out of the kingdom. They know what each part of the Godhead does on their behalf. The scriptures go on to say, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this you will know the Spirit of God. By this you'll know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. We want to take a moment about this testing the spirits. And another scripture I want to give you before I begin to teach this. Amen, Salome comes from the book of Leviticus 19 verse 36. It says this, just balances, just weights, a just epoch, a just hen shall you have. I am the Lord, the second part of the Trinity is speaking here, I am the Lord. That's Jesus, your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Proverbs 16:11. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. Notice it says the Lord's. It doesn't say God. It doesn't say the Spirit. It says the Lord. I'm going to show you a revelation that is so potent. All of the weights of the bag, weights of the bag, are His work. Psalms 97 2. 
clouds and darkness are around him, righteousness and justice or judgment are the habitation of his throne. So, in the Old Testament and the New, there's an understanding of weights and balances that are taught in everyday life. The symbol of weights, the symbol of a scale with just weights and measures, what do they represent? I'm going to tell you a secret. They represent the death and resurrection of Jesus. Suspended on the cross, the scales were set before the whole world to see. While the arms of Jesus was crucified to a tree, to the right was a weight, to the left was a measure, but his body is what held the scale in balance to judge and to crucify, to weigh everything that is not of God, everything that oppresses, do not allow into the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that good? I'm whispering. Weights, measures, scales, the revelation of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Remember Jesus had Sadhu Salome put on the pulpit a scale of justice. What does the scale represent? How are weights and balances measured? There's a symbol of the cross. Watch these drawings that I'm about to show you. How to keep familiar spirits out of what you hear and what you say, what people speak to you. It's a picture of the cross. It's a picture of a scale with just weights and balances. Just as Jesus was positioned, every disciple and citizen of the kingdom of God for the Father to enter and glorify the Son, we are positioned. Remember, we've died with Christ, we've risen with Christ. That's grace. But rest in righteousness took us out of darkness and brought us into the glorious light by being joined together as one. And we carried within us the weights and the scales, the measurements of justice and judgment in us. Oh, I'm about to take you on a journey.
Oh, I'm about to take you on a journey. Get the chocolate out because this is going to be good. So we learn that, and I'm going to skip, you can read the rest on your own because I want to get right into the pictures that I have drawn for you today. Oh yeah, how do you like this? Talking about trying every familiar spirit. We're talking about the weights and balances, the scales of justice, the work of the cross. The death of the cross, every vision, every dream comes through Jesus. And in that place, every vision, every dream comes through the door of Jesus. The death of Jesus binds the works of familiar spirits. The resurrection of Jesus sets up a standard, a flood against the enemy. We carry within us the just weights of his death and resurrection. Paul said, I bear in my body, you know the rest. Just as the Father gives of, takes of Jesus to reveal to us a vision or a dream, he takes of Jesus because it's filtered through the scales of justice, it's filtered through the death of Jesus which binds the work of the enemy, it holds the work of the enemy out of your heart, out of your mind. Because the God of peace that we are joined to keeps our hearts and minds, but the active disciple of the kingdom knows how to operate in just weights and just scales by the working of the death and the resurrection of Christ in them, that everything they hear, they judge in true scales of justice. Jesus says my judgment is true. So let's get in started in the diagram I grew, drew for you. I hope you like it. A di this diagram is what I practice. Let me get it centered here for you. As you look at this picture, it's my prayer that number one, you immediately notice that you are surrounded and live inside the kingdom of God. God the Father is represented as the orange. God the Son is recognized as the purple. And the God the Holy Spirit is recognized as the green. And here you are with scales of justice. 
you carry in your body the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Let's go on. Let me show you how it works. You are born of Jesus. You're born of his works. You're born of his rest. You're born of his faith through grace. You're born of the Holy Spirit. You're born of his works. You're born of his rest, his faith through grace. You're born of the Father. You're born of his works. You're born of his rest. You're born of his faith through grace. You are one. You are one in God. You are one in the boundaries of the kingdom and its rest and righteousness that joined you together, positioned as one in grace. Do you see the difference? Rest and righteousness is the foundation of every disciple to be trained in grace is the supply for every disciple to receive. Everything that we receive comes through Christ Jesus in his death and resurrection, which is the scales inside every disciple. So let's talk about it for a moment and I'm going to show you another picture. When a disciple hears a word, they immediately test it by depositing it upon the weights and scales of the death and resurrection of Jesus. I'm going to show you where it is. I'm going to show you how to get there. I'm going to show you how to put it into practice in just a moment. But when Jesus was on the cross, he was the just weight and scale so that nothing can enter in to the kingdom. It kept out every familiar spirit. It kept out all that opposes out of the kingdom. And 2,000 years later, it's still not allowed to come in. So we weigh what we hear by measuring the question, is what I'm hearing already defeated through the cross? We deposit it on the scale of justice, on the scale of the weights of justice. If it tips aside, or if it makes one go higher, there's no balance. The death of Jesus is against it. And you enforce it. 
If it can go through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, it passes that Jesus died to overcome it, and the resurrection of Jesus sets a flood of a standard against it to stay at bay. When that resurrected power rises up in you, it comes out of your confession to be manifested. Tried and true in the weights of balances. I want to show you something here, so stay ready. You put it on the scale, you weigh it. If it's already been defeated, you discard it. You confess that that part of the dream, the vision, the prophecy, and the scales that are just and true through the death and resurrection of Jesus. At the same time, if I receive a vision, you often hear me say I deposit that vision into the treasury of God's rest. It's there that I bathe that vision in me. I let the death of Jesus bathe it so that nothing the enemy can do can steal it. I let the resurrection of Jesus rise within me to push back the works of the enemy, but let the resurrection, the presence of God, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one, rise up within And when it gets to the point from just weights and balances where it is full and it's come up before the Lord, then I speak it. And the Lord sees to it that it comes to pass. It's there that I bathe the vision just scales just scales by allowing the death of Jesus to keep out every familiar spirit and the life of Jesus to bathe that vision in resurrected life. Hallelujah. These just scales are part of the anointing in you. There's an awful lot of things being said today in this world that are full of familiarity, that want to pull you this way, that want to pull you that way. Knowledge that's puffed up outside of the Word of God. Leading people into darkness here, leading people into darkness there. Why? Because just scales, just weights, just balances are a lost art of the kingdom priests, of the kingdom prophets. And I don't have to tell you more, I'll leave it at that. But if you think you've gone on a ride right now, let's get ready because I'm about to take you even greater. Nothing pleases God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit more 
to watch over you and measure and weigh everything you hear, everything you see on just weights, just scales. Yes, I'm getting there. You just hold your little pretty fingers, Salome. <laughs> Nothing pleases the Father more to watch you do this because He does it. He did it through His Son. Remember? On the cross, it pleased the Father to have such a plan that everything would be weighed through the just scales and balances and weights and measures of the cross. And now we carry it in us. So it pleases the Father that you're like Him. It pleases the Son that you enforce, you rest in His works, in His faith. It pleases the Holy Spirit because He is about to do something that's so amazing. You're like your father. Pat yourself on the back and say, I'm like my father. I'm like Jesus. I'm like the Holy Spirit. For you did not receive Romans 8:15-17, a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship in whom you cry, Abba, Father, watch this. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs. If we're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if we need to suffer, we'll be glorified. Hear the word bear witness is not a voice it's a sensation where in the inner man see as much as you try to weigh and test Check out the balances if they're up or down. The Holy Spirit's always there to make sure that your judgment is true. He'll bear witness. As you deposit what you've deposited on the scale of weights of just weights and balances on your inner in your inner man your in, the word inner man is actually abdomen or stomach that's where those sensations are that's where your scales are of justice 
But if you deposit something that isn't of God and you're testing it and you're trying it in the true court system of God, oh Lord, don't even let me go that way. And the Holy Spirit says, uh uh uh, uh. you're learning, but let me help you. That is not of God. It may look like it passed the test. It may look good on the outside, but inside it's really not. There's a witness of the Holy Spirit in your inner man. It pulls you down in your stomach. It drags you to the pulp. It feels like you continually get punched. There are actual visible and tangible sensations. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. That's why the word bear witness means tap, tap, tap. Rap, rap, rap. It's a pushing. It's a pulling. It's a kicking of the pricks in the inner man. And the Holy Spirit does that. He says, uh-uh, don't let this familiar spirit in. Don't let the weights of justice and the scales of, of, of the cross of the death and resurrection, don't let this familiar thing slip in. A tightness, a pulling, a wrenching. Oh, it feels like this in your stomach. It's the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Because sometimes what we think is good isn't good. And that's why we rely on the Holy Spirit. We deposit it into our inner man where the scales of justice. See, we train our inner man how to walk in the Spirit. We're not led by a vision. We're not led by a dream. We're not led by what people say, or we're not led by the opinions of others. Even though a lot of times people have good things to say, we are led by the Spirit. He is the final word in the inner man, the final witness that the, what his witness bears with the spirit bears witness with our spirit that what we're trying in the scales of justice in the weights and balances of the death and the resurrection of Jesus in us bears witness with the Holy Spirit Ooh, isn't this good oh wait till I see wait till you see what I have that's a no. You know, there's actual scripture in the word. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. And on anything, any given situation, the Holy Spirit will give you a divine yes or a divine no in the inner man. 
through just weights. Amen, Jean. Good to see you hanging. Good to see you leaning. Good to see you going. Good to see you grabbing. Good to see you taking. Good to see you hungry. Are you enjoying this? Here as you are testing, you're weighing the scales of justice and the death and the resurrection, you'll experience a hollowness. The seat of the inner man is located in the abdomen, as the Strong's Concordance says the word belly. Remember, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. When you read the word, you'll see descriptions of the witness of the inner man. Paul was compelled to go to Rome. There was the welling up of the inner man. Yes, go. He knew how to walk in just weights and balances. Jesus was aglow in the spirit, but yet when he looked uh, at Philip sitting under the tree, or was it Andrew sitting under the tree, he saw that there was no guile in him. He relied on the witness of the inner man. The sensation of the Holy Spirit is Andrew, the one that you have chosen for me. And the Holy Spirit says, yes or no. And when the witness of the inner man, even in the life of Jesus, begin to well up in those peace, we're going to see that in just a moment, through the weights and scales, Jesus said continually, my judgment is true. Jesus groaned in the spirit. The Holy Spirit has so many descriptions of his witness. It wasn't Nathaniel. Thank you. The Holy Spirit has so many descriptions of his witness because his witness is not a voice it's a sensation the darkness or hollow sensation can be silent and it pulls you deeply into darkness in the inner man yet at the same time we know that what we're hearing is trying to oppress the death and resurrection of Jesus in us. You can, you can be standing there talking to someone and all of a sudden you'll sense the Holy Spirit in you. Boom, boom, boom. Tap, tap, tap. Push, push, push. A ringing. Oh, something's not Or you can be reading the Word of God and the inner man, ooh, just wells up as a sure word of prophecy. And in that time, your understanding is open through peace. Your eyes are open through peace. 
Amen, Val. You can use this to because it tries to oppress the death and the resurrection a familiar spirit in deception. Oh, we have so much of that going on. All we hear about is, you know, beam me up Scotty. Or all we hear about so-and-so went to heaven or so-and-so did this or so. Come on. Where's the foundation? Where's the Word of God? Where's the discernment? You can use, also use this discernment ability in conversations. Okay, we just spoke about that, but this is the highest form of sonship by learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit over dreams, over visions, over prophecy. It's good to have vision. I love them. It's part of my everyday life because I am a seer, but above that I'm led by the Spirit. It's good to have prophecies. I love to prophesy. Don't quench the spirit of prophecy. In fact, Paul said, I wish that all would prophesy. But it's always best, the highest form of sonship, to be led by the Spirit. It's part of our everyday life in the kingdom of God. Now, we just saw the witness of the Holy Spirit being tested, being weighed, how to keep familiar spirits out of what you hear, of what you say. What I'm going to share with you is a The witness of the Holy Spirit bear witness with your spirit of what is true is a whole different witness. You take what you hear, you put it on the scale in your inner man. Discernment is required. Amen, Val. It really is. In the bottom line, it has to be weighed with just weights and just balances and just measures, which is the cross. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And how I love that old cross with the dearest and bless for a world of lost sinner was slain. The cross was a scale of just weight and balances that we bear in our body because we rest and we are joined as one in the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So here we see this time as we deposit 
the Holy Spirit will well up in the inner man, well up with life. Job said it this way, I felt like there was no vent in my belly because it welled up so strong. The presence of God was so strong. It's called living light. That's righteousness, living life. So we see in the inner man there's a welling up of life in the abdomen. And when we have that witness, the Holy Spirit says, Well done. You've tested it against what Jesus died for. And his resurrection is holding at bay. You know, a couple years ago, I was at work and my boss came to me and said you know Laura my dog is just so sick and I I want to be home but I can't because I have to be here but I, I want to pray for my dog and I just feel so bad I want to be there and I said sister why don't you deposit your dog she said what do you mean I said deposit he's in your heart right now deposit him in your inner man and bathe him in the presence of God. Let the death and the resurrection of Jesus just bathe him. And that night when she got home her dog was supernaturally healed. because she took and she bathed him on just weights and scales the death and the resurrection of Jesus she put at bay the works of the enemy and she allowed the resurrection of Jesus to just bathe I'm going to show you this in just a moment it's very biblical but here the Holy Spirit says yes when there's a welling up there is a deep peace in the inner man and you can do this by practicing making deposits of prayers through scriptures if you have a promise from God and you have a scripture deposit it Put it on the scale of weight, put it on the scales of weights and measurements of just scales, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Deposit it in your inner man. Bathe it. The promise of the Word of God. Just bathe it. Let the death of the resurrect the death and resurrection of Jesus bind the work of the enemy loose the work of the resurrection so that you can receive it and as it wells up in you speak it out I'm 
I'm so glad you're teaching us this as I was discussing this with someone on the same topic today. <laughs> Amen. So through scriptures we bathe and we draw what we've deposited in true weights and balances in the resurrection of Jesus in the death of Jesus and in this presence of truth every disciple makes decrees offering up thanksgiving and praise now I only have 15 minutes more but I still want to take you on a journey are you ready for it are you ready for maybe some cake and ice cream are you ready for some sugar-free chocolate to kind of top this teaching off today? Are you hungry for more? Can you handle more? I want to talk about the breastplate of righteousness for just a moment. Can I do that? I realize that I've shown you things that you've never seen before in the Word of God. But I want to talk about the breastplate of righteousness for just a moment because as that begins to well up, the scales of justice, of the just weights and balances, and that righteousness begins, begins to... Thank you, Chantel. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Salome. As the righteousness of God begins to well up to your breast, to your chest area, oh, oh, remember the desires of your heart. How do we get God to give us the desires of our heart? We seek Him first. We try just weights and balances. We bathe them. We practice them. We put them on the scales of weights and balances. You watch this. I drew some more pictures for you because that's how much I love you. I wrote this this morning at 3.30 in the morning. So let's go on a journey for our last 15 minutes. Exodus 28, 29, and 30. Whenever Aaron enters the holy place, he'll bear the names of the Son of Israel over his heart. Did you catch that? What's in your heart? Who are you carrying? What have you deposited? You know, Aaron had the breastplate. It had the 12 different stones on tribes of Israel. Who are you carrying? What are you carrying? Because as you weigh everything in the balance and righteousness comes up in you, watch this. 
Let's go back. Exodus 28.30 Whenever Aaron entered into the holy place. That's Jesus. The works of Jesus. The Father is the, the holy of holies. Jesus is the holy place. The Holy Spirit is the courtyard. Now let me back up because that might have been too much. But I just want you to know. Whenever Aaron entered into the finished works of Jesus. The holy place. He bared the names of the sons of Israel over his what? Where? On the breast piece of judgment. As a continual reminder before the Lord. Not God, not the Holy Spirit, but before the Lord. So look, I'm going to show you what's happening. I got a picture of it, but let me show you what's happening. Aaron goes... He ministers to the Lord in rest, in the finished works of who the Lord is. He's a high priest. He's, he's using just weights. He's using just balances. I'll show you what those stones are called in just a moment and how they work to put on the scales. And as he's ministering unto the Lord and the righteousness of God begins to well up, it begins to shine on those stones. And when that happens out of nowhere, you'll think, oh, so-and-so needs prayer. Oh. Ah, I know that that prayer now that I prayed a week ago is answered. I'm going to be hearing from them soon. Because you carry it in your heart. It's been bathed. It's been tried in those scales of what is true and honest, unjust, of good report that begins to well up in you and that righteousness begins to penetrate it becomes the part of the breastplate where your desires the father has given light taken from Jesus the father has given light to shine on a desire of your heart to be answered Every time Aaron went into that holy place, he carried with him the deposits of his heart desire. It's called a breastplate of judgment because it's a breastplate that has tried just weights and balances keeping familiar spirits out keeping a pure heart and the righteousness of God is now he gives light to shine on the desires 
of your heart. Twelve stones, right? I know your fertile soil, Gene. As a continual reminder before the Lord, look, you just get in. You get those weights and just balances at work. You just get in to worship the Lord. Because as that presence rises up in you through the death and the resurrection of the Lord, the Father sees your heart. He sees what you're carrying on your breastplate, and he'll give light to shine upon a desire of your heart to say okay that's it that's what she wants she can have it Jesus I'm giving light to my son Jesus by my spirit he's going to go create it for her now but I just continually let it shine before the Father. I'm more interested in ministering to Him than my needs. He'll take care of my needs because as I just seek Him first, as I seek to worship Him and use those just weights and balances, I'm going to carry every desire of my heart and I'll let Him choose which one he's going to answer it's been tried he said I can have it it's been weighed in the balance I've put it on just weights and scales through the death and the resurrection of Jesus nothing can oppress me from not having it nothing can oppress me from not receiving it but I'm just gonna worship the Lord I'm gonna let my desires rest because it's a breastplate I'm gonna put them out not on my shoulder but on my heart and I'm gonna wear my desires on my heart and he's gonna see him he'll answer him as he pleases I know they're there I know he sees them so I'm just gonna rest oh father I worship you Jesus I'm in the holy place I am resting in the works of Jesus his death and resurrection I'm resting in the Holy Spirit I'm born of them Now, as a reminder, a continual reminder before the Lord. See, you're not out here prophesying every, I want this, I want that. You got to wage war with your prophecy. You got to, now you just rest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put it where it counts. Now in that place, on the breastplate, where you have the desires of your heart, there's two stones. It's called the Urim and the Thummim in the breastpiece of judgment. And it's there that it's worn over the priests uh, attire 
these two stones as part of their isn't that good <laughs> oh yeah Chantel wrote me I'm like man I'm in deep revelation of the Lord I'm gonna talk a little bit later I gotta write Amen, Val. Amen, Salome. <laughs> so, in this place, there's a Urim and a Thummim. There's stones. The priest had to wear it. And they continually carried that as part of their attire now in the Old Testament a priest the Urim and Thummim it was placed inside the breastplate they're stones and on those stones the father would shine light to bear witness with what is true and faithful. And this is a picture of the Holy Spirit bearing witness, we just looked at that, of the death and resurrection. But I want to show you something about these stones. When Samuel went to Jesse's house to choose which one of the twelve sons would be the next king. He took the Urim and Thummim, or two stones, and he put it next to their head. And if the Lord, if the Father would shine light on it, that meant that that's the one who would be anointed as king. But if the Father would shine no light on it, they try the other stone, and the Father would either shine light or not shine light. Just like the stones, the desires of your heart, the breastplate. And Samuel went through all twelve of the house of Jesse, and God never shined light on the Urim and Thummim. And what happened was, he said, is there someone else? And Jesse said, yes, there's David. He's out in the field tending sheep. And they went to David, the prophet did, and he put the stones up, the Urim and the Thummim, and they put the stones up. And all of a sudden, God shined light on David through that stone. The names of the stone, Urim and Thummim, means lights and perfections. And because God shined light on those stones, Samuel the prophet anointed David to be the next king. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see the Urim and the Thummim, their stones that was worn inside the breastplate. 
They're pictures of the death and resurrection of Jesus, the stones. And the stones are pictures of the death and resurrection of Jesus. They're hidden on the inside of the heart of the believer. to use for just weights and balances. And it's those that we put on the scale for the desires of our heart that the Holy Spirit measures against. You see, Jesus was the tried stone, the precious cornerstone the stone that the builders rejected. So we try the death and the resurrection of Jesus with the stone, with the works of Jesus. And in that same place, he is the Urim, the lights, he is the perfection, but we are lively stones too. We carry within us, hidden in our hearts, the stone that the builder rejected that was rolled away and tumbled upon every familiar spirit, upon everything that wants to obstruct. Remember, Gideon heard a man who had a dream about Gideon and the rolling stone overcame the camp. We have that in us the works of Jesus to be tried through the death and the resurrection of Jesus just weights and scales and stones. That's why Aaron had 12 stones to represent the tribes of Israel that they would carry within them the death and the resurrection of Jesus and their seed, the seed of Abraham. Every stone, see, I lay in Zion. Isaiah 28, 15, 17, we have made a covenant with death. We fashioned agreement with death. And our scourge passes, it will not touch us because lies, familiar spirits are part of what is being said. And God's, the Lord, God said, I see a typographical error. I gotta fix that. Republish this book on Kindle. 
So this is what the Lord God said, I will lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, and the one who believes will never be shaken. I will make justice the measuring line, and I will make righteousness the level, and the refuge in lies will be swept away like a flood in your hiding places. We have the works of Jesus, which is the stone of the death and the resurrection of his life to represent his works. So not only do we try just weights and balances in the scales of justice, but we have the stones of lights and perfections or his works and his faith in us that we can try everything to be tried and true of what we're going to do. We bathe it. We test it. We prepare it of everything that we're going to do. I can see this is going to be a volume two coming. But as we go back and we see, I'm going to show you a drawing real quick that Exodus 28:29, Aaron entered into the holy place. It was a continual reminder before the Lord as he bared the names of the children of Israel in his heart on the breastplate of judgment. We may not see the scales that's in us, but we live in the kingdom. We can reach for them at any time. We, not, we may not see the stones of the Urim and Thummim that's hidden in us, but we can reach for them any time. The works of Jesus, the rest of Jesus, the faith of Jesus, and we can roll the stone of the weights and balances upon words to help bring justice and judgment through the scale of the death and resurrection to try anything we hear, to try anything that we're going to do to bathe the stones of the breastplate of righteousness upon us that we bear continually before the Lord. There's so much to learn about discernment. Yes, that is discernment of spirits. Salome, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm not going to read the rest of this chapter because it's really good. But I want to show you a drawing. See, these are these little pictures that I drew. While the you try weight, just weights and balances, and the Holy Spirit bears witness.
that what you hear is of him his presence rises in you through the death see this is the true meaning of binding and loosing the death of jesus shuts out what's not allowed in the kingdom but the life of jesus the resurrection of jesus sets up a standard against familiar spirits and lies by the witness of the holy spirit but at the same time the resurrection the cloud of his witness rises within you and shines on your breastplate what you carry what you deposit see today i deposited the scribes i deposited the groups i deposited the different areas that god has put me in charge of i carry them on my heart like paul said while i'm away i carry you in my heart and i carry you continually before the lord i carry in my heart different stones of remembrance as a memorial of this desire and that desire the house church and so much more and i just bathe it through the death through the resurrection i let the presence of god just well up i show him the desires of my heart continually but more than that i just rest and i worship him he'll shine light on the desires of my heart he sees them and because of that when he gives that light I won't be the first to see it. Jesus will, because he'll take of Jesus in order to give to the Holy Spirit to reveal to me. And I know that when Jesus is done preparing a place for me to receive, preparing a place for this desire that I so desperately want, I'm going to bathe it more in the presence through just weights and scales and balances. And as I do, I'm just going to worship because Jesus is going to prepare a place. Jesus is going to fight off the enemies. And I'm going to receive those desires. I'll bear it continually before the Lord but I'll worship the Father. I'll let the Lord see my heart continually. I'll worship the Father. And it's Him who will give light to reveal to Jesus when that comes to pass. See, Paul said, I bear in my body. Peace will keep my heart and mind. And inside we carry the scales of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So here's some closing thoughts. You know, since you guys have been so faithful, I'm just going to send you a copy when this program's done. Closing thoughts. It's important to understand that as a disciple walks, in just weights and scales that every familiar spirit every voice of deception is already overcome 
because of the scale of justice, the cross, and Jesus. The voice of deception is already overcome. A disciple just learns to rest as one in God's peace. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're living in a day where the knowledge of the glory of God is going to fill the earth. And it's more important to know that the church will be healed through the revelation of God's rest and righteousness. We are the voice of rest. We are the voice of righteousness. So when you study how Jesus was led in the wilderness and tempted of Satan, one of the areas of the temptation of Jesus was throw yourself over the cliff the angels will catch you. In modern Christianity, the body of Christ is beginning to turn away from those false supernatural seekings, the angelic, the, the galaxies, the translator. They're beginning to turn away from all of that in order to walk in rest and righteousness. And while there's yet a long way to go in this area, the good news is that the Holy Spirit will perfect those things that concern the church. We might want to deposit it. We might want to make it a stone in our breastplate. We might want to bear that thought continually before the Lord, the body of Christ. Because as we do, we are bearing the deliverance of the church in rest. We are bearing the deliverance of the church in righteousness. We are delivering the church from false pseudo-Christianity of Pharisees and Sadduceeism, from living on the outside of God's rest and righteousness. So let's raise our hands, let's raise our hearts and say, Father, let it begin with me that I might walk in pure, just scales, in weights and balances of the lost art, of the finished works of the cross, to release rest and righteousness in the earth. And in this position of rest and righteousness, familiar spirits will be judged through the cross and obstruction of darkness will be held at bay in Jesus' name. Steal away, uh, praise God, in the secret place. And there's some information at the end of every book. I've mentioned each one of your names by Sister That and Sister This uh, to let people know that we are here to serve in Jesus' name with some notes section. So I pray this time today. <laughs> has been a blessing to you of the Seer's Daily Devotion, how to keep familiar spirits out of visions and hear what we speak. No demons allowed. See that little picture of one eye? <laughs> Amen. I pray that was a blessing to you. Praise God. 
12 hours ago, I began to write this book, and you can see I just put it out there today, fresh off the Holy Spirit Press, so that you can take part. You know, there's parts of the books that are just as juicy that I didn't even go into, but I pray those are a blessing to you. I will give you all a copy. Amen. Um, and I will put uh, whatever up um, on my wall throughout the week for others to go into Amazon and get it. But I pray this is a blessing. Let's pray, okay? Father, today we just give you thanks and praise as we bear in our heart continually before you, Lord, the desires of our heart. We leave it to you. And we just worship in your peace. We just worship in your rest. We just worship carrying in us the true court system of weights and balances. And Father, today, let it begin with us that the witness of the inner man will well up in us and begin to speak what is just and true, to begin to bear witness with our inner man, your ways, your voice, what is of you, what is not of you. And Father, we just thank you and praise you. We give you all glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, Elizabeth. Amen, amen, amen. You know, the whole time I'm praying, uh, the, the Holy Spirit in me is just so fired up. <laughs> Amen. Just so fired up in me, just welling up. And I know you experience that too. So as I do that... Amen. The desires of my heart are being revealed to the Lord as I just rest. Oh, yes. I just rest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know what? No, nothing can steal the desires of my heart because in me I practice the death. In me I practice the resurrection. In me, I use the stones of true just weights and balances. I'll use the works of Jesus to weigh everything if need be. I have the Holy Spirit, and the Father is going to give light. He's going to direct the Holy Spirit at all times. Amen. Thanks, sis. I overate today. Learned a lot. We'll listen again and study the, re the reference. <laughs> Amen. You're welcome, Val. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to end this. I know you guys are getting ready to go to bed. And uh, thank you. I went a little bit over. I pray that you enjoyed um, Kingdom Bible's Bible Study Hour. And I will continue to do teachings like this throughout the week. Amen. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. 
You know, these teachings I've never heard before. So they are straight off the press. Woo! Amen. And um, I saw that today about air, and I was like, whoa. I gotta stop and I gotta read that. I gotta write it. I gotta draw a picture of it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again. I tenderly salute you in Jesus' name. Thank you for all you do. I do carry you in my heart. I carry you. Oh, I carry you in my heart. Amen. In Jesus' name. I carry South Africa in my heart. I carry India in my heart. I carry America in my heart. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Steal away in the secret place. God bless you all. Tender salute. Thank you, Jean. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Salute.